It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome, everybody, to the No Shot Clock Podcast Holiday Tournament Edition. Uh, we are hour, well, I'm hours away from attending my first holiday tournament game at Hinsdale Central. Mike, and we've got, uh, it's your job here in this podcast to to rev me up a little bit. I'm a little down on, I don't know, what I think we might be embarking on here in the next week or so uh, for obvious reasons. But hopefully I'm wrong and, well, there's going to be a glitch here and there. We know that. Uh, hopefully not too big of one where it just completely disrupts, worst case scenario, dismantles a holiday tournament. We've already seen a forfeit. Uh, who's already in the semi? Somebody's in the semifinals already, right, Mike? Because uh, of a forfeit or won a first round game? What it was the what Oak, Oak Forest main South. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. was um yeah was there were not it was not forfeited. That needed to be clear. Oh, it was canceled. Canceled, but you advance. Yeah, which means that Oak Forest isn't going to pick up a loss. I guess. Okay, I, mean, I, I don't gotcha. know who's coming up with these rules or whatever, but. Well, that's good. They can stay twelve and one or ten and one or whatever. Um, it's a shame because Oak Forest was one of the interesting teams at Hinsdale Central. You know, they picked up a loss yep. last week, yep. and I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to do. Yeah, they were flying on the radar a little bit. Obviously, they have a star and Robbie Avila, but flying under the radar and, and an opportunity, and, and that's what you know holiday tournaments are. I, I, I have always. We get through, I've always talked about how we don't have a preseason. We don't have, you know, Thanksgiving sometimes can be a little rough at times in some years. And we get to this point where everybody's got seven to eight to 11, 12 games under their belt. And you kind of start getting your, your clean, crisp basketball. You sort out those. There's a whole glut of teams who are maybe unbeaten or one loss or two losses and they kind of, separate themselves holiday tournament time hopefully we get that full opportunity at all these tournaments across the state and we don't have more of the situations that have occurred here and there in the last week yeah it's been a quiet week and i think we don't know the health situation of a lot of teams i think we'll probably find out in the few days before the 27th and 28th what's going to happen but i mean what can we do I, I think we take it as we can let's hope that i don't know if everybody saw but the Big Dipper tweeted out their kind of COVID rules. They have different thresholds for the positivity rate, I guess, in their area as to how many fans are going to be allowed in and to when no fans are going to be allowed in. Um, it's on their website. So it's possible they could be playing at the Dipper with no fans, which is sad. I haven't seen that from any other tournament yet. I uh, don't know how that will go, but... I guess we just got to roll on with what we can and see what happens. I mean, Hinsdale Central is into the second round now with only losing one team so far, which is pretty good. I was a little worried about what's going to happen on the first days, if it's going to get a lot worse when everybody starts playing with each other. But knock on wood, it seems like Hinsdale Central went okay. Um, and they're all going to play the second rounds today. It's, it's a Wednesday as we record. Is it Thursday? It's yeah, Thursday. It's- <laughs> I've lost all yes, Thursday. Days. It's Thursday as we play this. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but let's get into this. We're going to 
kind of look at the big ones. You might as well start with Hinsdale Central since we're talking about that. Um, they are into the second round, so we've got those matchups. We know it's Stevenson, Maine South, Homewood Flossmoor, St. Rita, Marion Catholic, Oswego East, and Hinsdale Central against DePaul later tonight. So uh, there were no upsets at all, um, not even really any very good games in the first round. Everything went kind of according to plan. Any kind of team there? You, do you think there's a strong favorite there, Joe? I guess that, that's a question. No, you know, in my preview, I, I, I kind of put DePaul as the team to beat, even though I think there's some question marks and unknowns about them. I think this is a tournament filled with teams that would, uh, out to prove something. You know, Oswego East, I've seen a couple times. I really like this team. Uh, I, I think Oswego East and, and um, uh, DePaul are, are, to me, the teams to beat, but they're going to get a good test against Marion mm-hmm. Catholic tonight as we record this. You know, I, I think the team, I think, not a bullseye, but a, a, it's time to maybe rise to the occasion here is St. Rita. I, I just believe that it's, you know, it's not a daunting field. It's, it's challenging, very good one. But, you know, I, I should point out, you know, Christian Meeks had a monster game for HF, um, in their opening round game, huge, but, you know, HF is still a unknown to a lot of people, including myself, about how good they are. So I, I just think there's a lot to be learned from this particular tournament. Um, Morris Johnson didn't play yesterday. Yeah, Morris Johnson didn't play. James Brown had about 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't uh, know why Morris Johnson didn't play, but if he'll yeah, be back I, or what the deal is. But So, yeah, I, I don't – you know, DePaul's had a little layoff here um, until, you know – that didn't seem to bother them in their opening game. Easy win, but you know, playing that home, you know, the 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 school Hensel Central, but playing on their home court. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's necessarily. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if if a number of three or four different schools uh, won this tournament. If Saint Rita won it, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, Oswego East and DePaul are both unbeaten, which adds a little intrigue. Yeah, I was talking to Tommy. Last week, I was supposed to cover that DePaul Bennett game, and uh, Tommy Kleinschmidt, you know, kind of thought there was a good chance his team was going to take the first loss <laughs> against Bennett, and he wasn't too upset about it. He, he kind of wanted a loss before he was headed into the holiday tournament. You know, coaches kind of, I think their words might resonate a little better once a team is no longer undefeated. So I, I don't think he necessarily wanted to be undefeated heading into this uh, this tournament, but, but here he is. And Oswego East... You know they're, they're they're deep. They're very talented. I, I I think they're clearly the favorite, but it's going to be a fun game. And how often could we get two undefeated teams in a semifinal of a holiday tournament? That's uh, well. And if one of those teams wins it, Mike, I think that says a lot because they're going to each get out of there with probably two. You know, at least a couple of really good wins. Yeah, maybe three, three, two or three quality wins, and head in the new year unbeaten. Whether it's DePaul or Oswego East, and, and you know that's that's. That's pretty eye-opening. Uh, if one of those goes four and zero and heads into January, you know, fifteen, sixteen and zero. Marion Catholic's been a really hard team to figure out. I've seen them now, and I, saw I just think they have a hard. Yeah. I just think it's hard for them to score. Uh, um, you know, on a consistent level against top-tier teams, they are going to have to figure out, you know, to become that level uh, to be able to put the ball in the basket a little bit more consistently. All right. Um, it, it is weird. You know, we were talking before this, uh, before we started recording, but I was assuming I was going to be at the semifinals on the 27th of Hinsdale Central. 
because I didn't closely look at this, and the semifinals are not until the 28th. Yeah. So they've got but, five days mistake. off. Yeah. Mistake. A calendar scheduling quirk that goes against all things that a tournament that's striving to gain notoriety and kind of respect and some name brand recognition missed out on, I think. Uh, I know we talked about it. You know, everybody else is either, you know, Pontiac hasn't started at the 27th. Uh, some of these other tournaments are, you know, York first round games. Eh. So here is your, it's prime time for you to kind of showcase in a platform for your semifinalists to have, you know, the Sun Times in the gym and, and, and stories and, you know, a lot of social media, you know, attention drawn to your tournament and then it's a failed opportunity. So I, yeah, I think it's a big kind of a blunder in, in terms of scheduling. Yeah, it would have been the first time I can ever remember where Hinsdale Central had the spotlight in the area, and instead yeah. they took the day off. All with, right. with some good game, with some good games. Yeah, it's a little surprising, but anyway, onwards we go, Joe. Let's just let's go right down the street. Let's jump into Proviso and uh, see what we think of this field. For those of you who don't, who haven't seen the bracket, which maybe a lot of you, since I. Last I checked, it's still not available anywhere online in any kind of website form. <sighs> um, it's also the only bracket I do not have printed out because of that. Um, mm -hmm. It's on, I have it. It looks like it's out of my trapper keeper. I've got it on a eight and a half by eleven sheet of loose leaf, and I've written it down myself. We've got Proviso West at Lincoln Park. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to run down the first round games just in case the, the listeners have no clue what we're talking about. Uh, this is in bracket order, and it's also in time order, it looks like, which wasn't always the case at Proviso. So it starts in the morning, goes tonight. Let's do it. Proviso West against Lincoln Park. Morgan Park against Clark. Hammond Central from Indiana against Fenwick. TF North against Kenwood. Farragut against Gary Bowman from Indiana. Proviso East against Bogan. Zion Benton against Morton. And Young against Crete Moni. Now, if I read that off to you, and, you know, you just emerged, I don't know, from the sea. <laughs> and I hadn't been thinking about anything for the last two years. I think you'd assume I was reading off the Big Dipper pairings to you <laughs> most years. Uh, if you take out the two Proviso schools. But it's not. Um, this is the new look Proviso West. Yeah, it's not a very good look. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just, it's hard to grasp what Proviso West has become with all that we've seen and enjoyed over decades of high quality, high level, highly anticipated matchups at Proviso West. Now, with that being said, there could be a big time and there should be a big time matchup. Uh Kenwood Young in the final. That's clearly two of the elite teams in Illinois playing on what has always been a big stage. I, I don't see any way that doesn't happen. Uh I think there's gonna be a lot of blowouts in route to get to that championship game with those two teams. My curious curiosity in this tournament is Proviso East. And, you know, right before the podcast, I did talk to Donnie Boyce for something I'm working on. And, you know, we, they're kind of an unknown. They beat Bennett. So obviously that's a big win at Thanksgiving time. They've got four double figure scorers. Javon Johnson and Jelani Johnson are the, the two leaders, 18 and 17 points a game. But I, I just, you know, Donnie said all oh, a lot of good things when I talked to him, Mike, about the difference between this team and the last two years. So 
I think that's going to be the, the curious point that I'll have. I think they are, which are they in Young's or Kenwood? Ken, They're Young's? in Young's. Yeah. So I would anticipate that being a semifinal matchup and interesting just to see kind of how that shakes out. Boy, yeah. They I had mean, about two weeks off Proviso East, um, late November, early December. So that kind of, they lost a little momentum there, but hopefully uh, they are rolling now. I mean, part of the problem with this Proviso Westfield is they did get a little bit unlucky. You know, Zion Benton and Fenwick are very down. You know, if if those schools were more, and Bogan and Morgan Park are down, I don't know how quickly they're coming back. Morgan Park's actually had some decent scores. They might be all right, but this tournament could be better with these same teams in other years, I guess is my point. Um, yeah, I mean, Kenwood basically replaces Morgan Park, but I get your point. Where I mean, Zion Benton has been down here for a little bit. Um, you did mention oh Bogan, Bogan and Fenwick, big, yeah, Bogan and Fenwick are big hits. Uh, yeah, I mean you're looking at instead of two and a half really quality basketball teams, you're looking at you know I I would be more encouraged if Clark hadn't you know you you weren't at the young Clark game were you? No, but it was a it did not go well. Right. So anyway, so I I, I just Again, other than that potential championship game matchup and what Proviso East done, I just that does. I don't know if I have a whole lot of intrigue in, in what transpires. Or yeah. I, I guess I'll be surprised if anything else does transpire. And Clark is a team with a lot to prove. You know, right now they're holding on to a win against Notre Dame as their top win. This is a team that started out ranked preseason. The losses aren't bad, though. You know, they lost to Longwood, who's had an in, a good year so far, and they lost to Young. Problem is, as Joe said, it was by 32 points. And that's at Young, and Young has never really had a massive home court advantage. So it's not like playing at Marshall or something. So that was uh, definitely concerning. I do think that's a good first-round matchup, though. One of the better ones around, the Morgan Park-Clark first-round game at 11 a.m. Because Morgan Park has been more competitive than I expected this season. So so that should be all right. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to see. What have we got? Likely a Young Proviso East and a Kenwood-Clark that's your final four. Um, yeah. And, and But Kenwood Young is going to be an epic final. And that's mm-hmm. a, a game a lot of people want to see. Young has had a kind of mixed results at the City of Palms. AJ Casey played well. I just saw today he made the all-tournament team. Uh, Dalen Davis had some nice games. And Marcus Pegram started picking up D1 offers. So it went pretty well for them out in Fort Myers. So they'll be coming back a lot more battle-tested uh, for sure. Anything else on Proviso West, Joe? No. Do you have your season ticket ready? <laughs> uh, this could be – no, I take that back. I was going to say this could be the first year ever I don't go there, but I think there was another year recently that I did not right, make let, it there. Let, let's pick this up, um, and I'm going to – we're going to go to York now. Jack Tosh down the street. We're going to hit all these Western Suburban tournaments, which I, I guess let, – um, let me ask you that question. I think I posed it to myself in the story last week. Do you think any of the issue with our current holiday tournament malaise is that these tur- these three are just too close together? Uh, no, I just feel like there's just one, not because they're close together proximity. Yeah. No, I think it's just one too many tournaments. <laughs> I just think if you eliminated, I mean, York's 32 teams, so it's massive, but... You know, if if you just eliminated, I mean, I'm not trying to pick on Hinsdale Central or Proviso West, but if one of those were to go by the wayside, 
and you plucked out the top four teams, five teams, and put them elsewhere, those other tournaments become a lot more, a lot more value in them. Um, they do. I don't think the proximity. See, I, I do. I think deal. the proximity is a, a big deal. I think the dipper is proof of that. The dipper. You mean is, for crowds? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for crowds, but I mean, I, have you ever been to Hinsdale where there's been a big crowd? No. No, I don't think Hinsdale siphoning <laughs> so, off too many people. I guess you're, you're right. You're, right. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, point taken. So I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, if you want to take those 380 people and add them oh, to, I, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to, I, I, I'm actually one of the few people that likes the Hinsdale Central Tournament. I, I actually do. I, I like the, I don't, we've had this d- debate about, yeah. you think it's an overrated venue. I think I love the gym, but you don't like it. I don't think. Do you? No? I really dislike it. Yeah. It's yeah. one of my least favorite gyms. Yeah. And I really, really like it. It's so weird that usually, usually you and I are on the same page with, with venues. Yeah. I don't know what, but, I don't like Proviso East either. Those West Suburban gym conferences. Proviso gyms, East? Yeah. Don't, I don't like Proviso West or East or Hinsdale Central I, or Oak Park or. Oh, so now we're, see, we're all on the same page on all of those except for Hinsdale, Hinsdale Central. Central. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know what the deal is, it, but. Anyway, York, Jack Todd, yeah. it's, I'm going to say something. I got positive here. I, out of, you know, I kind of go through these, it's my job. I go through these brackets and I kind of write out what I think is going to happen. Look at this or that. And for the first time ever, since I've been doing this, the most excited I was, it was the first time ever that it was the Jack Tosh holiday classic at York that excited me the most when I was writing it down, I, I'm really, I really like some of these games and I'm talking more exciting than Pontiac. I, I, I think it's some really good stuff. I think it's got the best first round game. Um, I, Tinley Park Palatine. It just kind of became really interesting. Palatine's nine and two. You were still on that Tinley Park train. Well, they just beat Marion Catholic. So they're back. All right. They're back. Um, Knocked Mar- <laughs> they knocked Marion Catholic out of the rankings. No, like, that's a pretty good first round game. You're right. And uh, Pelotons nine and two just beat Fremd, right? I mean, but 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 I mean, you can go up and down potential matchups. You look at the next game. I know people prospects. I mean, yeah. Bet, well, uh, no, Timothy Christian Lamont. You yeah. got two Division One kids going against each other in the first round. Um, no, just in Drusadis and and, and um, Ben Vanderwall. Uh, ben Vanderwall. Yeah. So you, and that's back to back. You know, you put, yeah, ten and eleven thirty. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, well, and, and that's back to back. And before that, you got Asa Thomas, and then after it, you got Cameron Christie. So in that the first four games, you've got three of the top prospects in Illinois. Uh, that's just the first four games of the marathon. <laughs> if, if everybody doesn't realize, it's thirty-two teams, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never really liked 32 teams. I still don't like 32 teams. I like the uniqueness of it. I do like that I could bounce back and forth when I'm there. Just there's never any dull moments as far as waiting 15 minutes between games and stuff because you can just pop over to the other gym and see a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, it's hard for me to – I'm a smarter man than, than I'm going to sound right now, but uh, – <laughs> Figuring out what round we're in at, at Tosh, you, you kind of get distorted, uh, over the, you know, I mean, you're just so locked into that 16 team bracket. Yes. You know what I do, Joe? This has always been my, my orc trick. 
I kind of just ignore that it's 32 it's the first teams. round? Yeah. I, I, what I've got down here, what I'm looking at, is a sheet with just 16 teams on it. Just hope for no upsets and yeah. just whoever's left, it's December 28th. Well, I have a slash. Like, on, in my York bracket in front of me, it's Lake Forest against Tinley Park slash Palatine. <laughs> like, it's a first round game. Because <laughs> I don't know who's going to win. Um, so yeah, when you look at it as a 16 team bracket, it's really cool. <laughs> it looks yeah. really good. Um, and, 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 and it's got a team to beat. I mean, obviously, Glenbard West, undefeated, the number one team, Braden Huff, all the hoopla surrounding them. They're right in their own backyard. It's going to be really cool for them to get out of their own Glenbard West holiday tournament, which kudos to Glenbard West, uh, for making that happen. Uh, the drills don't know. They've hosted their own Christmas tournament that, uh, 150 people watch, but, but I just think that's great for them to get out of there and and be able to participate in this thing. But they're the team to beat. No question. And a lot of teams are fired up in this tournament for that reason. Hey, we've got the number one team in the state of Illinois in this tournament and we get a shot at knocking them off. Didn't get a super easy route. Now that I've seen St. Patrick, St. Patrick was way better than I expected. I mean, I watched them basically, Dominate is strong, but they had a significant lead almost the entire game at Notre Dame, which is not something you see very often in that rivalry, especially when, I mean, theoretically, Notre Dame kind of has the better players. You know, they've got the prospects and the guys people are talking about. St. Patrick was way more athletic than I expected. Just had some some really smart, tough players. And and they didn't have Tamaris Brown, who was out with kind of a – I guess what the not really an injury, kind of a knee issue. Sounds like he'll be back. Oh, they were hoping he'd be back for York. So that's kind of a much more dangerous second round matchup than expected. And then I was really impressed with Leo. Um, that would be the, um, as Joe said, now we get confused, the quarterfinal matchup um, at York. So it's, it's not an, yeah. and then they got Lake Forest. So that's not, this is a, a challenging route. No, it's all, I mean, I, I think it's probably more difficult to, well, I, a little bit of experience of talking in the past years, way back when, when doing a 32 came uh, arrival with Al Biancalana, uh, when he was coached there of seeding the 30, of seeding a 32 team tournament when you're trying to avoid maybe oh, yeah. conference matchups and things like uh, teams that have played each other already. And that can be a little hectic. And I think that causes some problems in the seating. Cause I look at this bracket every year and I, you know, scratch my head over some things. Like I, I think Bolingbrook's eight team little bracket and their thing is very favorable for them. Yeah, uh, no, uh, except I, for the York factor at York. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, but York's struggling right now. I mean, as far as yeah, injuries, no, and, you're right. That's the weakest little. Yeah. And again, it's far. without people having a bracket in front of them, they have no clue what we're talking about, but <laughs> I, I, you know, Glenbard West is the team to beat, but I also, I, I just, I'm writing about it today in another piece I'm doing. I think Rolling Meadows is way better than people think. I got to watch the chance to see them play. And Mike, I'm writing this. I, they have a chance to be better than last year's 15 and 0 team. Uh, even without Max Christie, they, they are huge. They have multiple weapons. They got some young guys that are still kind of maturing, but, uh, they're a, you know, you look at that top bracket where you've got Lake Forest, uh, Rolling Meadows, and Glenbard West all to get to the final. 
you know, that's that's going to be tough. Uh, you're going to have to put together, like you said, St. Patrick on this potential second round game for Glenbard West. Uh, so that's going to it's going to be a, a good test for the number one team. And then in the bottom bracket, you know, I think we still are waiting for the St. Ignatius team that we all expected to kind of arrive. I still think it's in there, in them. Uh, Riverside Brookfield has been very good. So you got Riverside Brookfield, Bolingbrook, and St. Ignatius in that, you know, bottom bracket. With Lions lurking there as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, you get to these, you know, you throughout this to the quarterfinals on the 29th and all the teams that make it. Some. This is really, what it could look like. Yep. Lake Forest, Rolling Meadows. Asa Thomas against Cameron Christie, two Leo, of the top juniors. Leo against Glenbard West. Yeah, don't, you know, Batavia will give them a, you know, Leo Batavia in the second round will be a good one. And then RB likely against the Ignatius Lions winner. Either way, that's mm-hmm. uh, got D1 players in it. And uh, Bolingbrook against probably Andrew, although mm-hmm. it's tough discounting York. See, that's definitely weaker. So you're looking at possible semis of, you know, a Lake Forest, Glenbard West, and a St. Ignatius or RB against Bolingbrook. So, I mean, this isn't going to set the world on fire, but for the York tournament, this is, I think, a really strong, really fun field, and people should have a good time. And I will be, everybody will be at the, well, that wants to be can go to the title game, which is still, I'm in favor of. I like, they play at 2 o'clock on New Year's Eve day, mm-hmm. which is neat. So that could, that'll be fun. Could you, without looking too much into it, if all the teams in every tournament make the quarterfinals, could you make an argument this is the best quarterfinal round of games? Man, I guess minus the the Bolingbrook one doesn't really resonate. But yeah, I can't. No. Yeah. Oh no, you said quarterfinal round? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I think I think definitely it's the best quarterfinal round. So you gotta work your way through the bracket to figure out which round I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I thought you were talking about the semis because yeah, yeah, the semis fall because of the. Um, I mean, they're good, but yeah, I think it's this is positive. Clearly, York has taken advantage of the mess that is around them. And yeah, yeah, and, and I, I think it's too bad because of the circumstances. I think this, I, I think they would have had some. And I don't know what will happen here, but I think it's no doubt there's going to be less crowds because of what's going on with COVID. But if this was a normal year, normal times, I think they would have had, without question, their, you know, the draw of the local team, Lombard West. They had some really nice crowds over there. Yeah, definitely. We should also mention, I mean, and this is part of the problem, you know, Hinsdale Central has no public league teams, and Jack Tosh has one out of 32. And so you look at the Dipper and Proviso West, and they're loaded up, I mean, do we really need to watch suburban teams play suburban teams and public league teams play public league teams all through the holidays? Right. What's the point? I mean, this is and, and you know this tournament. You know, Brother Rice left. Uh, Jack Todd had been a. You know, you put Brother Rice in this group. That's wow. Um, you know, they're at Bloomington Normal State Farm Classic now. But so yeah, it'll be a, a fun and, and it's a five day, you know, marathon. So somebody's getting out of there with five wins, which is I have always made this point every year mike that 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 is not easy to do uh five i don't care what tournament you're in where you're playing who you're playing five games uh, to win in a row against in a tournament format is, is not easy that's for sure de la salle got out of their um Tarkanian classic with four losses <laughs> they, 
they went over four out of you know I'm compliment I like that team they're good but obviously a national level holiday tournament like that was a bit much but apparently there's a hearty consolation bracket out in uh, Las Vegas where tough plane ride home yeah uh, you can just keep losing all day or all week it seemed like they played like 24 games already too deal sell yeah yeah they just keep well it's a it's a rugged schedule. I mean, who knows? I keep. I mean, I like their individual talent. By the end of the year, who knows? They can uh, they can be pretty good. All right, Pontiac. Let's head down. Uh, well, for me, down I fifty five, and uh, take a look at it. It's. I th- I feel like it's a field that I was more excited about two weeks ago. I was really excited about it three five months ago. <laughs> I just. We, you, uh, make a point. You and I have, are continually praising Pontiac every year, uh, and deservedly so. I, you know, uh, there are going to be some some bumps here that I, I, I guess at Pontiac, what I always loved were guaranteed that the quarterfinal games. To me, no tournament could could match the quarterfinal games compared to Pontiac and that I don't find this year. Um, but I mean, I, and, and I, I didn't mean more of the high level quality play more. So there, there might be four close games. Uh, I'm not saying it won't be some competitive games. I just mean the level of play that we're accustomed to seeing. I don't anticipate it being there of what we're so used to seeing every single year. Yeah. We're going to need a little Pontiac magic this year. And I think the feel of the, the way it's set up and the officiating, it does lend itself to just better played games, and we're going to need that um, this year. Because as Joe said, there's two Division One seniors right now in this field. I mean, Jalen Drain will be one. You know, he has offers and stuff. But right now it's Jackson Monroe at Nutrier. The big man's going to Dartmouth. And Justin Mullins is going to Denver from Oak Park. Well, and a, and a lot of what you said three weeks ago, to your point, um, you know, the very first game, Lockport West Aurora. Lockport was on fire to start the year. I think they were 7-0. They've had three losses in a row, I think, uh, including to Mount Vernon, Oswego, Lincoln Way Central, I know. And then West Aurora was, you know, just limping along to start the season. Now they, I think they've won four or five in a row, including a win over Naperville Central. So now all of a sudden, you know, that, that game looks very competitive, but, uh, you know, you look up and down, and there's just some teams that you, I don't know. I mean, I, that you just have no clue about, like, where they're at right now, you know. Um, but let's start at the top. You know, I think Simeon Curie and Trier are in bloom. Those are the top four seeds. And I think Simeon's the best. I think they're the best team. Uh, I think... It does not mean that they're going to roll through this thing. Simeon and Curie have dominated this tournament. Dominated. They've, they've won every single tournament title for the past decade. So my first question, Mike, do one of them win it? How much money are you putting on one of those two winning it again this year? I'm not a gambler. Thank goodness. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, not to be. I find it kind of impossible to see anyone else winning this tournament. Now we do have COVID to deal with, but if everybody plays, yeah, I think it's, I, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, again, it stinks. I watched Nutrier play horribly. Um, mm-hmm. but 
And if they had, if they were matched up against Curie, you know, maybe that would, I just think that would be better for me. The Simeon Curie matchup and the fact that, you know, Simeon's got those Ruben bigs to counter even Nutrier. So I just don't like that matchup for Nutrier. Really? I, I don't know. So yeah, it, to me, it looks inevitable. There's no Joliet West lurking to knock Simeon off this year, Joe. Yeah, I think, you know, the bad taste left in your mouth from the, the Nutrier game, you know, they played without their point guard. They, I, and from what I've seen of Nutrier, I've really liked, I would not be surprised if Nutrier, um, got to the final and, and beat Simeon. Uh, I, I really think it's as, and I, I think Bennett is just kind of lurking. <laughs> uh, they're going to have a 12 day layoff going into Pontiac, which is not good. Uh, you know, they play Pontiac, the host school <clears throat> in that night game. You know, Bennett should win, but that's just a, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just don't see any overwhelming team from, like, from Simeon I Curie that we've seen in past years, which leads me to the thinking, eh, they can get beat. And because I think teams like Nutria are good enough to beat them. Um, and I, like you said, the, the Pontiac, goofy things happen in the early rounds of Pontiac. Simeon and Curie usually always get, you know, unscathed, but they're usually, you know, get a test or, or a scare. I just don't know which one, other than those top four teams that we talked about, uh, four or five, are, are going to be able to do it in that quarterfinal round. I mean, the, the quarters we're looking at, whoever wins that Lockport-West Aurora game is going to play New Trier, most likely. And then, although never discount manual of this tournament. Um, then we got Simeon against probably Oak Park. And then it's St. Charles North, Curie, and then Bennett against most likely Bloom. St. Charles North's interesting team. Yeah. You know, you know, Ethan Marlowe was injured and nagging injury and didn't play here, didn't play a half here and just, you know, he's supposedly, supposedly healthy and ready to go. He's a six, eight, you know, big that can stretch the floor and does so much on both ends of the floor, uh, for St. Charles North. And they had, you know, some size, some returning talent, some veterans. Uh, they tend to play pretty well down there, uh, at Pontiac. So, that that could be, you know, I, I Simeon Nutrier I think are destined to meet in the semifinals. There's they don't lose in the they do not they will not lose in the quarters. And where I think both Curie and Bloom the three or the the one and four seeds will be severely not severely tested because I think you know those matches are just clearly better than the other quarterfinal matches. Bennett Bloom and most likely St. Charles North and Curie. Yeah, Bloom got really unlucky. Uh, this Bloom Juliet West first round game, they just played last week and Bloom won by four. Yeah. So that's I mean, trouble for them. I mean, Bloom playing Juliet West, I mean, that's, that's a tough for a top seeded team or a top four seeded team. And then you win, you're rewarded with Bennett. Yeah, that's a tough road for Bloom. Yeah. They got a really lousy draw. It's, uh, not great, but, um, I don't know. So we're looking at a very possible title game. We just talked about it. Simeon against Curie again. Which at least they haven't played yet this season. So that's good um, compared to what two or three years ago when they had already matched up. So that is our Pontiac look. Um, let's quickly. We do have a little bit more, I think, interest. Well, let's hit the Big Dipper quick. Uh, we're looking there at a pretty solid or pretty likely semifinal matchup of 
well, I don't know, Marshall maybe against Hillcrest, and then Thornton against Hyde Park. So we could have a Thornton-Hillcrest final, which is, for the South Suburbs and for their premier tournament, kind of what people want, I think. Yeah, that's 100% right. Uh, it's similar to Proviso West where you're anticipating a matchup to occur in the championship game that would excite the fans that go to those tournaments, and that's what would happen at the, at the Dipper if Hillcrest and Thornton are facing off one another. You know, uh, Ty Rogers and Thornton, you know, taking on a Hillcrest team, Hillcrest team that's really kind of surprised. You know, I mean, are they unbeaten? Is that right? Am I? No, they, no, they, they lost to um, Conrad yeah. West. So... Yeah. Played them tough. I, yeah, I, I, that's the matchup we're looking for, and that would excite that, that those fans down there. Over at Wheeling, I don't know, it's slightly underwhelming compared to some past Wheelings, I guess. I mean, there are some teams like Deerfield and Glenbrook North, and uh, who else is having a nice year? Libertyville's played better than I think a lot of people realized in Fremd, but Glenbrook South is so good that to me mm-hmm. it's hard to like. I mean, this is the out of all the tournaments we've talked about, we could see one or two teams winning or a good title. I, I can't see anybody winning this thing, but Glenbrook South. Yeah, I'd be stunned uh, if Glenbrook South doesn't not only win the thing, kind of, I don't want to say they're going to walk through it, but they're, they're gonna, they'll are they're get a test where they're maybe not at their peak, at their best, and a team can throw a little scare into them. But I'd be, of all the tournaments, I'd be the most stunned if Glenbrook South lost this one. Uh, Centralia, we got a little bit more local flavor than usual. Diet is down there. Romeoville, who's had a, a good start to the season with a young team. Uh, Evanston, of course, is there. And Carmel, who's also had a very interesting start to the year. Some nice wins. Marist is down there as well. So it's a pretty solid local uh, influence at Centralia. And, you know, reading this, I couldn't help but wonder, boy, some of those teams would really improve our local tournaments, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I, talking to you know, this goes to the whole holiday tournament experience and what each coach is looking for. You know, we're going to get a little bit into the State Farm Classic, um, and, and, you know, and Bloomington Normal. Some just love that trip. Some like that, the camaraderie that's built. Uh, it's a different getaway and play completely different teams to what you said earlier. You know, do you want to go to York and play some teams that maybe might be in your league or, or in your sectional or regional or you want to go go play uh down in southern illinois or central illinois against teams you know that you never would face you know i mean that's yeah to me this is what holiday tournaments are about yeah i I like the fact that you know we're we're moving on from centralia but the state farm holiday classic you know as an example now brother rice and wheaton south never really are they're not in the same league they don't face each other they during the regular season, there's really no chance. Or, but they could meet in the second round of the State Farm Classic. But more importantly, you look at the top seeds. They're all from different geographical areas. you got Normal uh, from central Illinois. You've got East St. Louis from southern part of the state. You've got Rock Island from the Quad Cities. And then you've got that 4-5 or five seed game, uh, Wheaton South and Brother Rice. So you just get different teams different feel um i i i i like the state farm classic uh i usually can get down there for a day and i plan to this year it's a nice little drive from pontiac too so it, it's just a different vibe a different feel than any other tournament i think 
But I think we'll learn, uh, you know, a little something from that brother Rice Wheaton South game. Yeah, we've two, got two two good teams. We've got some uh, quad cities are highly. They're having a good year in the quad cities, I guess is what I'm saying. And uh, some teams get some high seeds in the various tournaments around. So it'll be interesting to see what Rock Island can do. They open up against the Steelmen and then we'll probably likely, I mean, East St. Louis, you know, will be lurking in the semis, but I don't know. We got North Lawndale there. I was trying to find like a local dark horse, but we, re- I don't know. I, don't, I really don't see one there. You know, Bradley Bourbonnet is also there. They've got the big man, Owen Freeman, but it, North Chicago is the 16 seed. Man, it is a rough year in Lake County. Jeez. I mean, Waukegan, North Chicago, and Zion Benton, have they ever been all together this down? Ever? Uh, Last year. (laughs) I mean, last year barely existed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is rough. I mean. Yeah. Boy, I'd forgotten North Chicago was having a rough year, too. Well, and you go back a decade. Well, like. Yeah. I mean. That went from 2000 to 2012 or whatever. I, that was a run that was unprecedented in, in Lake County. Well, Waukegan has, and it traditionally has had its kind of valleys, but North Chicago and Zion Benton had had a pretty high floor. Yeah. You know, the yeah. last 20 years. Yep. Um, so that, that's been, I guess that's the surprising part to me is just how low that floor has gotten for both those programs. Um, all right, over to Pekin, another great. Holiday tournament with a really nice feel. Moline, another Quad Cities team, is the top seed over there. And we, we've got, I'm happy about this with Centralia and, and Pekin. We've got much better local feel, or I guess more reason for us to be excited or interested in these downstate tournaments as well. Mount Carmel is the number two seed, has a great chance to win this thing. Boylan is the number three. And then Lake Park, a team who's pulled off some nice victories in the area, they are the number four seed. So, Half the top seeds are locals. Uh, Plainfield South did opt out of this one. Um, we're guessing because of COVID. Hersey and Lake Zurich are also there from the local area. So we're looking at a possible final four of Moline against Lake Park and Boylan against Mount Carmel. Do you think the caravan can win this thing, Joe? Well, I just don't, you know, this tournament isn't as good as other years. Um, so that's disappointing for me in that Mount Carmel. Who's off to a great start? I like Mount Carmel. I like, but they they really have not beaten anyone uh, up to this point. I mean, there's I don't know if they've had a a marquee win or even an opportunity to play one. And this you know holiday tournament time is when you should get it. And I don't know if you're going to get one uh, at Pekin. So I think you know Mount Carmel can win it. Yes, uh, DeAndre Craig and company have have definitely rolled through their. I don't know, 11, 11 or no start, I think they're off to. Uh, you know, Moline has Brock Harding, a really terrific junior point guard. He's getting all kinds of mid-major offers already, a six-foot point guard. Really a fun player. Uh, so that's a, that's a, that's a good team. It's just, I don't know if they're getting as big of a test as you would in, in a few of these other tournaments that we we're talking about. Yeah, Mount Carmel, their best win this season is, I guess it was a double overtime win against Morgan Park. Um, and, and as you said, the rest of the schedule, I mean, the only kind of solace to take is that other than De La Salle, which was a close game, they've beaten everybody else by like 30. Yeah. No, I, I think they're good. I think they've got talent. I think they've got a true legit go-to player. It's just, everybody needs to be tested and, and you, and, and you need a measuring stick and, and the, the quality of competition is going to go up at Pekin. Don't get me wrong. I just, 
you know, you're not going to get a few of these teams that you would see at at Pontiac or York or, you know. Um, yeah, how, how did Lanfear not get one of the top four seeds? Are they they were pretty good when I saw them. They must have lost a bunch. Yeah, I, I look at their record, and yeah, they're they're I believe right around five hundred. Huh, that's interesting to me. Um, yeah, I was pretty impressed with them. They're six and four. Losses are to Vashon. Oh, how did they, they lost to SHG by twenty one? <laughs> and Springfield by ten. What's happening? They lost to Chatham Glenwood by 43 points. I wonder if somebody's out. That's <laughs> weird. I mean, I watched them beat Yorkville Christian by seven. Huh. And yeah, they, I... And they played St. John Bosco, which might have a future NBA player, and they beat him by five. Those are the two games I saw. Yeah, so, I've usually um, talked to Blake Turner by now, the coach there, and I have not, so... I'm that's not... interesting. Yeah, I don't know what happened with them. Okay, well... <laughs> Excuse me, that's a team to watch. But um, what else do we got here? We got Plano, interesting local tournament to talk about. Um, Yorkville Christian, we just mentioned, is in this one. They are the two seed, though. Peoria Notre Dame, which is an interesting team this season, picked up to the number one. And Burlington Central, who we've talked about a little bit, is the three. And Longwood, a, a public league team that has had a, a really nice start to the season, is number four. So Plano yeah, nice. a lot of fun. Decent semifinal potential matchups there. The first four seeds, you know, Pure Notre Dame, really under the radar of the last few years. They've they've really had a pretty terrific uh, three four year run, and it's going to keep going because they've got one of the best uh, sophomores in the state of Illinois with high major offers. Cooper Koch, six foot eight, the big man. Um, you know, unfortunately, in the mass exodus of talented players, they. They lost another highly regarded sophomore uh, who left the state. Otherwise, they would have been really, really fun to watch. But, yeah, Yorkville Christian, I don't know. They're 8-7. and seven, uh, Played, a, I believe that's a record, or am I wrong? I haven't looked. Yeah, they're right at around 500. And they played a heck of a schedule. Um, you know, I just think, I don't know. I, I, I that they are going to like to what you talked about a long time ago. Um, you know, defensively, something is going to have to change for them to be really high quality teams. Uh, I think they're going to be fine when they get to the state tournament. One A, completely different animal than it is. You know, playing some of these higher level teams. Can they win playing? Oh, sure. Uh, but that Peoria Notre Dame team. Uh, well coached, had a lot of wins under their belt in the last few years and would be a terrific, you know, semifinal game. Um, or I'm sorry, Yorkville Christian Burlington Central in semifinals with Pure Notre Dame in the championship. Yes, that'll be a fun to keep an eye on the, uh, the Plano tournament. Anything else worth hitting? There's a uh, Effingham doesn't have the usual. Lincoln Weiss is kind of down. Oak Lawn's all right. Brooks is there. Um, there's a bunch of local teams over at Maine East. Um, which is putting things together. Nobody off to a really great start, though, this season. Lane is over there. Um, I guess that's Westinghouse. That's about it. Um, I, guess I, I guess that's all I've got. Any other tournaments you want to hit? Mm, nope. I'm going to shut this down. Head to Hinsdale Central today for their quarterfinals. And let's just hope that <laughs> yeah, we're not... You know, tweeting about four or not cancellations or or brackets being blown up for 
reasons other than upsets. You know, uh, it's just, it's a scary time for holiday tournaments. It feels like, it feels like we're just kind of on this tinderbox of, do you know what I mean? I, I, Dude, oh, yeah, oh, while well, talking about this, come. I kind of feel like it's not going to happen. I'm gonna yeah, you and I are, we're, yeah. we, you and I aren't the best people to tune into. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to be all gloom and doom, but it's just having talked to so many coaches again. This is to my point last week when I, I said everything is not the same. Little did I know one week later, it, it just feels like everything's changed again. Yeah. And having talked to more coaches, I mean, there's a team I was talking to last night or this morning. The whole team is wiped out. They're, they're, they're just a very, very good team. They haven't even had practices. They all went and got tested. All negative. So that's great. But there, this flu and, and this, in this season of whatever is just seems to be more harsh than, what we're accustomed to and they haven't practiced. They haven't had guys there. And I, I know every team's dealing with different things, but there, there's a lot to be, you know, figured out here how to progress going forward these tournaments. And we'll learn a lot about, I think the second half of the season too. Like if we get through the holiday tournaments with unscathed for the most part. Yeah. All of a sudden now, we we do our podcast in two weeks. I think we're off for a week. We might be feeling a whole different, you know. I hope so. Yeah, you know, we'll see. And I think there might be not to get too much into this and start this into some CDC health podcast, but there's very likely going to be a large difference between the tournaments where the kids are staying in hotels and where they're not. You know, Hinsdale Central's off to a nice start. You know, they didn't all just go share three rooms at a Comfort Inn. You know, that, and yeah. that's, that's going to be the issue with, with Pontiac and Centralia and Pekin and, and State Farm. Bloomington Normal, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. It provides yeah. the West and the Dipper and, and Jack Tosh, I think, have a much better chance to get through this um, than, than some of the others. But knock on wood, let, let's hope it all goes well and let's hope we're back here at least with a handful of champions to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, in uh, what two weeks or whenever we're doing this but anyway everybody thanks you so much for listening uh, have a great holidays enjoy it and uh, we'll be back with some holiday tournament champions next time <laughs>